Hello, thanks for tuning in. If this is your first time, welcome. I'm ready to describe a predicament I'm in. See, I've got this podcast, and I enjoy creating episodes and getting inside the stories, so to speak, but the problem is largely time. How much time do I have for this? Along with the usual commitments of work, family, friends, knowing that time is, for me and for everyone else, running out. So there's at least three different types of ideas that I could imagine making next for this podcast. On one side, there's the perfect one. It would probably be a two to four hour multi-part series. Kind of a dreamy exploration into a previously unknown space. It's kind of dark, but in a comfortable way, with some serious emotional punch, most likely at the end. On the other side is the second type of idea I might consider making. It's a bit more old school. Bright, lively, 20 to 30 minute conversations. It would feature open-ended interviews with interesting people. Sharing of knowledge. But I'm not so sure that's where I want to go right now. The third type of podcast I might make is the one that takes you on a very short journey to somewhere unknown. It may be as simple as going up a staircase. It's a five to 10 minute experience that provides a different perspective on the world before returning back to where it started. Today's episode is one of these third type of ideas. It's a story called Gatekeepers. I hope you enjoy it. Quantum Rabbit, a Frankensound podcast. I was walking through the city with a couple of hours to kill. I was looking for the perfect cafe where you might sit down and get things done while caffeinating. Ideally, I'd find a soft seat, hopefully a private spot where you might see others pass by in their daily business and make up stories about their lives. The day was almost over. The plan was to make the most of some cafeteria real estate, of the kind that a cafe owner might quietly resent. A guy with a laptop treating their establishment like an unofficial hot desk whose two to four hours can be leased for the price of a single soy latte. It was important to find the right place. Eventually I stumble across a building I haven't seen before. It's a large Victorian mansion with a set of stairs leading up to a wide entrance through which I can hear the light clinking of glasses and smell the dark crack of brewing java. It appears to have potential and I decide to explore this interesting find a little further. Stepping inside, I quickly realise this place is huge. Not really a mansion so much, but an ex-public building of some sort. The lobby is the size of a small town hall, with a ceiling stretching close to eight metres upwards. There's more than one cafe in here. The right side of the lobby opens up to an indoor-outdoor dining area, with a chequered floor. There's white, cast-iron, patio-style tables and chairs, which give off a decidedly 1920s flavour. This place looks a little too bright for me. Straight ahead is a wide corridor 
and moving forward to explore, I notice an old friend. Marco is talking to a lady who appears to work there. I don't want to interrupt an important conversation, but we say a quick hello and he encourages me to check out the space. I haven't seen Marco for a while, but I'm aware that he's been mixing in some relatively upmarket social circles recently. He must have something to do with the running of this new establishment. So I head on over to the other side of the building. And there I find exactly what I'm looking for. This cafe doesn't have any tables or chairs, only booths. Orange leather ones. The perimeter of the room is lined with close to 20 of them, well separated from the 10 or 12 circular booths in the centre of the room. It's dimly lit and the carpet is deep red. With the high ceilings, this whole place has a 1970s casino vibe to it. It's perfect. There's a couple of hip young guys sitting at the table closest to the entrance. One of them is wearing a hat, a bit like mine. I step towards the entrance and almost immediately, the hip young dude with the hat gets up. He walks towards me, shakes an open palm at my body and says, sorry, you can't come in. I slowly push the words out. Uh, okay, uh, what's the deal with this place? Hip guy with the hat glances at his sidekick before looking back at me. You have to know someone. I nod my head while my brain thinks. I've made it past gatekeepers before. Indeed, I've enjoyed the challenge. I do know someone, I say. Possibly a little too loudly. I say the next part more quietly. Marco is working here, right? The kid shrugs his shoulders. He either doesn't know who Marco is or has decided my relationship with him is probably tenuous at best. He doesn't trust me for whatever reason. I don't fit his criteria. Either way, from my perspective, these guys seem more interested in looking cool than doing their job. I push a little harder. How does it all work? Is there a dress code? I can tell they're getting annoyed with me now, but trying to maintain a civil facade, they're reluctant to tell me anything about the place, except to say, it gets pretty busy sometimes. Maybe he means busy with guys like me, who buy a single coffee and take up a whole table for two to four hours. Nevertheless, right now, the place is almost empty. Then suddenly, Marco appears. Do you guys want to see something? He's addressing all three of us. And the other two seem slightly surprised that I'm part of the conversation. <laughs> Marco leads us through one of the central corridors, up a century-old staircase, extremely narrow, and onto the rooftop of the building. The sun has fallen now, along with 10 or so other people. It seems we're now part of a tour of the building. We can look out and see the park across the road, where there's a small fair with a ferris wheel and kids riding in bumper cars. I can't help but feel a little unsafe up here. There's no railings 
and at one point the ground feels like it's slightly moving beneath my feet. I put it down to vertigo. Coming down the stairs and back into the lobby, the young guys aren't quite so prickly as before. I tried to find out a bit more about them personally. All the while, trying to hold my little recording device at the perfect angle, while also keeping it hidden from view. At one point they converse with each other, and I'm able to check the recorder, finding that the flashing red light means it's in record pause mode, not record. I hadn't recorded anything from earlier, only the last part. I'd like to play you some of this, but sadly, the device they were recorded on was left behind in my dream, along with the amazing cafe, which I never did make it into. Instead, the three of us ended up back at the entrance of the cafe, where I told them I could take them both on in a fist fight if it came to that. Meanwhile, the sidekick was helping a schoolgirl with her homework. That's the part I'm stuck on. Let me know if you can work out what it means. This was a real dream. Thanks for listening. <laughs>